Good well, afternoon, everyone. Welcome. If you join us for me singing and uh, worshipping, it's wonderful to uh, have you with us. And um, we're doing a little series at the moment on the Holy Spirit, kicked off at Pentecost, and we're going to continue uh, throughout this month. So, but we've got to, before we do the reading, Nathan, could you pull up the, the first uh, slide? That would be great. So, this is one of my questions for us, not to talk about, but just to think about. So, you're going on a little journey, you got, you, you got, you're going on a car journey or something like that, or um, a camper van or something like that. And, um, yeah, have a little catch up. And, um, and so you're going on a journey and you, it's an unfamiliar journey. So you don't know where you're going. Okay. You don't know where you're going. And so you've got to plan your journey. Okay. Well, I mean, that not everyone does that even actually, but you're going to plan your journey. Okay. So do, are you a sat Okay. So do you think I'm not going to worry about where I'm going? I'm going to put the sat nav in and that's going to tell me exactly where to go. Uh, but for those who are sat navers, do you trust your sat-nav? Is there a bit of you that thinks, well, it might say that way, but I think there's a better way of going. Now, I know somebody in our church, I won't say who it is, Dave, but Dave does that. What do you do, Dave? You don't just do a sat-nav. Street view the lot. He goes on street view before he leaves the house. You know, he's, he's got street view of his house, all the hallways and the, so, you know, so, so you got, we're all kind of slightly different. Or are you still like my friend Ian, who um, lives in the North and Lake District? He just, he just loves maps. He just loves maps. So he will still get his maps out. So why don't you have a little chat with the person next to you and say, are you a sat navver? Are you a mapper? Uh, what do you like best? And um, uh, I'll see you in a minute. So excellent, excellent words, everybody. So um, uh, what, what, what were we? Who, who's, who's, who's sat nav through and through? Yeah, 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 yeah. And even with the sat nav, who, who plans it even before you get in the car? Kath, a little bit. <laughs> of course you don't. No. Why would we do that? Exactly. I'm with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's a mapper? Who still gets the map out? Yeah, Shane Pitcher. Yes, yes, yeah. Gold, yeah, brilliant. So it's fascinating, isn't it? But wouldn't it be lovely if when we think about guidance and how God guides us, wouldn't it be brilliant if God was like a sat-nav? It would be fantastic, wasn't it? That you sort of get up and God says to you, turn left or turn right. And, or God warns you, there's traffic or, you know, something bad's going to happen. And it would be amazing if God could kind of, you know, move us and kind of warn us and step by step of every single way. Now, now I've been around churches, um, too long, I mean, long enough now to know that I know some Christians when you talk to them God is like a satnab. it is amazing what God tells them what to do have you met any like that that God even tells them to breathe and it's incredible and uh, before breakfast God speaks to them eight times and they know this and this and it's, it's, it's wonderful and I wish I wish I don't know if I wish that would be the case for me it freaked me out a little bit because I just like to have a coffee sometimes without being interrupted but you know what I mean but you have that kind of thing so it's a really important question isn't it it's a really vital question how does God lead us and guide us it is it's a really crucial question because it impacts our everyday life and our, some of our bigger decisions that we make you know what what are we going to do when we grow up I'm still asking that or you know or should I stick with this person or that person or you know should I what numbers are the lottery going to be this week all the big questions that that we ask God for they're still really really important is how does God actually guide us so the, what we're going to do um, this afternoon is we're going to look at the three different ways that God uh, guides us by his Holy Spirit so we're going to do that through um, some scriptures which will come up on the screen uh, in a bit sorry Nathan sort of they're all a bit muddled so uh, you have to go back a few there should be a is there a reading there Dave yeah fantastic so it's Mark chapter 1 verses 9 to 13 
About that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As soon as Jesus came out of the water, he saw the sky open and the Holy Spirit coming down to him like a dove. A voice from heaven said, you are my own dear son. I am pleased with you. At once, God's Spirit made Jesus go into the desert. He stayed there for 40 days while Satan tested him. Jesus was with the wild animals, but angels took care of him. So the first thing we know is Jesus' baptism. Isn't that a beautiful picture? It's fantastic, isn't it? First thing we know is Jesus' baptism. And what we notice with his baptism is this, is that God speaks to him, tells him who he is, and he has this kind of, uh, someone describes it as this great sense of destiny, but no detail. Do, do you know what that means? That great sense of destiny, that Jesus knew he was going to be doing something, but he didn't yet kind of have the detail. Now, something really interesting starts to emerge here. So I'm going to take a little step back. So we've got what's called in the, in the New Testament, the Gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And three of them are really similar, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And they call them the synoptic Gospels, which just means one eye, because they're all sort of really similar. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke are all very, very similar. So if you read them, you'll be really familiar with them and tell the same stories, the same sort of miracles and the callings, where John um, has a slightly kind of different take on it. It's fascinating, but don't distract me into that. But as you go into Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and they all recall how Jesus was led into the desert, they all use slightly different words. In fact... This morning, Dave rang me at seven in the morning. He had just finished his three-hour prayer meeting, and um, he had just finished, haven't you, reading your Greek New Testament. And he just, he hadn't really, but he, uh, I'm sure you did. Sorry, Dave. So, uh, and, and what he noticed was this. He said, James, I've read Matthew, Mark, and Luke in Greek this morning. And I said, well, I've done John as well, Dave. So, but, you know, and, uh, I, 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 and he said, I've noticed this, that in each of the cases when Matthew, Mark, and Luke speak about Jesus being led by the Spirit, he uses a different Greek word every time. I said, Dave, you're spot on again. You're spot on. I don't know how you... And, and the thing I said to Dave, Dave, I'm speaking on that today. And Dave was like, I know, God's told me, because he's sat nav God. So, um, and so anyway, so what we're going to do is this. Next slide, thank you, Nathan. Is we're just going to look at a little bit. Uh, there's slightly different words, because it's really interesting, that each of the Gospels use to describe how Jesus was led by the Spirit. So as we're doing that, I want to invite you to think a little bit about your own lives and think back, um, maybe in our lives, of, well, maybe, have I experienced God leading me like that? Because they're all slightly different, okay? So you may kind of use it as a bit of a, a, a refrain, you know, has God led me like that? Or it might be that you've got something coming up that's quite important and quite urgent and you might act, could really do with God's guidance. So it might be that you can start to think to yourself, actually, I, I'm looking for God's guidance. Maybe he's going to lead me like this or maybe he's going to lead me like that. So it's a chance just to kind of reflect a little bit on how you've noticed God guide you in the past, but also how you need God to guide you in the future. So there's three different ways. So the first one which we read together, was Mark's Gospel. And in Mark's Gospel, you see that it says Jesus was led or by the Spirit into the desert. And, and, and the word led there is a really strong, really strong word about, it's really the word driven. So it's a really kind of a powerful word. It's, it means driven or compelled. It's actually, sometimes it's the same word that's used when Jesus cast out demons. It means that Jesus is cast out into the desert. That's a really kind of strong word. So you have this kind of impression from Mark. When Mark's retelling the story of 
Jesus being led by the Spirit, that there's something deep within Jesus that just kind of moved him to do this thing, moved him to get out there and uh, be led by God into the desert. It's a really interesting kind of use of word and turn of word. It's those kind of times in life where you just know what you've got to do. Whether, whether you feel like you've kind of, you know, God's written it in the sky or sat nav God or whatever you've got. It's more that moments where you just know that's what you've got to do. It could be a sense, it could be your career. You just think, I just know God wants me to do that. It could be, it could be something as sometimes as small as I've just got to phone that person. You phone that person. If you're, you know, if you're over 40, you phone them and, uh, and then you, you know, and they speak to you and it's like, Wow, you know, it's so good. It's perfect timing you phone me because this happened or that happened or that happened, something like that. So you have all these kind of different ways that God kind of moves. So it might be in your own life. As you look back, you think, yeah, God's kind of driven me and moved me. And I feel really kind of, uh, uh, kind of righteous and convicted about that. And that's Mark's gospel. So maybe there's been moments in your life where you look back and think, well, maybe that was God. And I didn't quite realize it. Or maybe there's things that's stirring up within you that you think, do you know what? I've really got heart for that and I've got to do that. Well, that might well be God's Holy Spirit driving you to do that. So that's Mark's gospel. Then Luke, Matt, yes, it's Luke. Luke is really interesting. He uses a, a, a different um, Greek word and he, it's, you can all Google it if you're not sure uh, what I'm saying. So it must be true if it's on Google. So he uses a different word where he talks about Jesus being led by the Spirit. And it's just led by, it's just really... I think a really beautiful kind of gentle image of of almost the Holy Spirit just going before Jesus, okay, being led by. So it's like if I was sort of, um, you know, holding Dave's hand, I was just kind of leading him. It's just kind of being uh, led by, you know, just gently being led by by somebody. So it's not the idea of Mark where it's kind of this strong kind of, you know, I'm going out and do something. And it doesn't even give the impression that you know the end result. It gives the impression that, all you know is what you've got to do next. That's all you know. You don't know the end story. You don't quite know how this is going to all uh, you know, end up. You don't quite know what the big picture is. But what you do know is, I've just got to do this little thing. I've just got to do this next step. And that's when Luke talks about being led by this really gentle, beautiful way of just just kind of been gently led by the Holy Spirit. So, so if I look back in times in my life when I've had kind of a mark season, as it were, where I think, I've definitely got to do this. This is the thing I've got to do. I remember hearing about this church and it being kind of rejuvenated. I got a text from someone who was convinced I knew all about it. I didn't know anything about it. And I was in, you know, I think I've told the story, I was in, uh, studying at the Anglican College at the time. I just thought I'm going to have to reluctantly do that. That's what God wants me to do. There's that kind of drivenness. But there's lots of times where I haven't got the faintest idea what to do. I really don't know what to do. And if you're in leadership and you don't know what to do, it gets really awkward, doesn't it? And uh, so you just have to pretend half the time and trust that God goes with you. But it's that kind of gentleness. It's that, I don't know about that, but I know about what I can do is I'm going to do this. I can do this next bit. I can't do everything else, but I can't. that's all I know. And very often when we just take that little step, what we do know that God has said to us, you'll find the next thing opens up anyway, and the next thing opens up, and the next thing opens up, and you're okay, you're on track. But you often just need to take that little gentle step. It's not, it's not always dramatic. It's this really beautiful being led. And I, I often think, I, many times I'm really not sure if God's leading. You know, I feel so awkward at times where I think, 
But you just, you just, you can only do what you can do. You know, you, you just have to think, well, that's what I feel is the right thing. And you can just see that little step and you take it and you just trust God for, for the rest, you know. That little kind of gentle step. So that's what Luke gives us. Mark is this very powerful image, very powerful word. Luke is this much more just step by step. And most of us, I can see a bit of kind of relating to that. And the last one is uh, Matthew. In Matthew, it's a really interesting um, phrase actually a really interesting kind of greek term he uses it literally means that jesus was led up higher which is really odd isn't it so he's led up higher so it's a little it literally it's like um if uh you, you know someone's on a ladder and they kind of grab you and they lift you up higher they literally take you up higher and so you have this kind of different sort of image in matthew of of jesus being led up higher by the holy spirit so Mark is being driven. In Luke, there's this kind of beautiful gentleness. But in Matthew, he's being led up higher and higher and higher and higher. And there's something about, as you go through the whole of Matthew's gospel, there's something really interesting always going on with Jesus and authority. So it's always about the authority of Jesus in Matthew. And there's something here about Jesus, the Holy Spirit kind of leads us to a higher place. Just a higher place, literally in some of the temptations. A higher place where we've got a bit more kind of authority in Christ. Not to dominate or to kind of boss around, but just to kind of, uh, to, uh, kind of resonate somehow and extend and, uh, and beautify the kingdom of Jesus and to demonstrate it to people. And the sense of being lifted up higher. But the thing is, when you're lifted up higher, I mean, it's not often for me because I'm quite short, but it's, it's you know, it's some, some of us are scared of heights, aren't we? You know, it's, it's quite a scary thing when God says, you know, gives you a promotion, as it, as it were. You could put it like that way, where God sort of pushes you out of your comfort zone. You're like, this is slightly awkward. This is not where I'm comfortable. I love it in Luke when I'm just being gently led around. Or in Mark, I feel a bit more like I'm in control because it's like, oh, this is what I've got to do. I'm the savior. Uh, but in, in, um, in Matthew, it's like he's kind of leading me up. And this is getting, I'm scared of this. This is getting awkward. This is getting difficult. This is, I don't like heights. You know, I quite like being, that's why God made me short and things like that. And so Matthew's just lifting you higher and higher and higher. So you see in these Gospels, these three really simple but beautiful ways that the Holy Spirit leads us. And so I kind of hope and pray that actually, if you think about it in your, perhaps in your own life a little bit, as you look back, you kind of think, yeah, there's been, I've had some mark moments, you know, where I just know this is what I've got to do. You know, just know I've got to do. It's not like every day, it doesn't happen every day, but there's just moments where you know this is what I've got to do. And it might be at the time you couldn't always articulate it as God. But, you know, if it was, you know, you, we can't always. But there is that sense in which there's some, I've just got to do this. Maybe it's a big sense of your own vocation or whether it's just I've just got to contact that person and see if they're okay. And there's some, if you look back on that, and there may be some things stirring up in your heart where you're thinking, you know, yeah, maybe actually, that, maybe that's God. You know, that thing I keep thinking, I must do that, I must do that. Actually, maybe that is God just causing me to go out and step out of my comfort zone. So maybe a little bit of us are kind of in the Luke mode, that we just, Mark, just the idea of that just sounds exhausting. You know, Matthew sounds terrifying, but Luke, I can, I can cope with Luke. I like Luke, he's a good friend of ours now. And, uh, you know, actually, I just, at the moment, Lord, I just, all I can do is be led by step by step and trust God. Uh, for the end result. And that's, you know, St. Francis said, you have to start by doing what's necessary 
then you'll do what's possible. And in the end, you'll start doing the impossible. And you just start with the really simple things that you can control and be dead of. Or something about Matthew, maybe, in your life that God has kept, continued, just kind of lifted you up higher and higher and higher, where you feel a bit more uncomfortable, but you're like, oh, God, I'm going to have to do this now. I'm going to have to do this. I have to do And that's just the Spirit, just calling you up higher and higher and higher. And there might be something in your life at the moment where you're like, I really don't want to do this, but I just feel it's what God's asking me to do. And you just have to step up higher. So these are some of the beautiful ways in which the Holy, that's kind of been recorded. Isn't it fascinating how the Holy Spirit has led Jesus into the desert? And I'm sure it's kind of, as we think about in our own lives, there's something in that for each and every one of us. So so how we're going to kind of proceed is simply this. Dave's going to lead us in a, just in a lovely song of worship that just keeps inviting God's presence amongst us. So I know I appreciate it's quite, even though it's cooler in here than out there, it's still quite warm in here. Uh, so stay with us. And um, uh, we just invite the Holy Spirit. And then Caleb's just going to lead some prayers for us uh, as we draw our, our time together, just to invite God's Spirit to lead us as God's people. So it might be there's something really on your heart that, um, you know, as Dave plays, you just want to lift up uh, to God or to thank God. But let's just take a moment to invite the Holy Spirit as we uh, in a place of worship.